Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Stateside Soccer Podcast, episode 192. Hope you all are doing well and having a good Friday. Recording this at the time of 625. Hopefully get this out in time for the Indy 11 game, Scott. Um, a lot to play for for Birmingham and Indy 11, obviously fighting for a first place spot. Um, with, I think, six games to go. Approaching playoffs, exciting time of year for, for the USL office. Yeah, I mean, I think an exciting time of the year for just championship fans in general. Um, yeah, Indy's, Indy's playing for uh, for first place, so they've definitely got to get what they've got going in motion. We will start off today's episode with uh, Bournemouth defeating Southampton at St. Mary's by the score of 3-1. Three, <gasps> three to one. Uh, I think, Scott, it's safe to say that Harry Wilson is becoming a fan favorite for the Chiefs. This is Bournemouth's first ever win at Southampton. Wow. Um, first ever win at Southampton. Yeah, Harry Wilson. Harry Wilson's incredible, dude. They just they took Southampton apart in the first half. That's yeah. that's all I've got. Yep. Uh, I I think it's pretty safe to say that I don't think Bournemouth expected the kind of impact Harry Wilson has given them in six games. Nah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's obviously hit the ground running really well. He's had a couple incredible. Uh, incredible goals for them. Today's goal, um, he was just finishing off a move that I actually would have rather seen Josh King score off. But mm. yeah, I mean, he's, he's off to a flyer, no doubt. Can't be uh, can't be upset with a Liverpool only doing some good good things other way. Um, Not if you're a Liverpool fan, certainly. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's go to tomorrow's games. We start off with actually a very, very, very good game. Leicester at the KP, Scott, hosting Tottenham. Um, who needs the points more right now? I don't know if I have an answer to that specifically. I mean, I don't. I think both teams will want to win this game. I'm more just really excited because this is a this is a game that has a lot of potential, right? I mean, these are two coaches who play attractive styles. Leicester are looking to build off early momentum. Spurs are trying to reverse uh, really everything over the last week in the Champions League and. They got a really, really good win last week, um, and now they're hoping to obviously just keep the momentum going in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, for a seven thirty game, this is selfishly almost as good as it gets. Yeah, I would also agree. Uh, I will go uh, back with the predictions. Um, I've missed the predictions. I will go. Ooh, I will go. I'll, I'll give Lester Scott. So I'm, I think it's a bit of a surprise, but I'm going to go Lester get three points. I'm going to go two one. Oh, you're going for a Leicester win, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one for sure. Um, I don't think Leicester are going to win this game. Um, in fact, I think Spurs probably get it 2-1. Um, but I think Leicester put up a really good fight and, and make a show of it. Should be a, should be a good 90 minutes. Uh, regardless of if one team does win, they will move uh, into third place. If Scott Bournemouth right now, obviously they have a, they've played one more game than every other side besides Southampton. Uh, they're in third place right now. Yes, they are, and they still aren't even close to the Reds. Well, that's true and a little disrespectful. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, Burnley, Norwich, not a very enticing game for me, but I would always love to keep seeing Timu Puki score, so I'll go Norwich get a point away at Turf Moor, which is probably very hard for them to do. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I think that I had this being a one-all, just because I don't see Norwich beating Burnley twice. 
Um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't see Norwich beating Burnley twice, and I also don't see Burnley not scoring. So, um, yeah, I think 1-1's appropriate for me. Everton, Sheffield, United. The only thing I kind of want to see from this game is Jagielka score a, a 90th-minute winner on Everton. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Um, I mean, I was just going to say an Everton loss would be all you were looking for anyway, because that's all I'm looking for, but um, that's just me being selfish. So, in reality, I think the Blues pick up three points. Pretty bang average start from Everton. I think that's what we would expect, Scott, right? Yeah, a couple wins, a couple losses, and they're about right where they should be. Right smack dab in the middle in 10th place. Uh, yep. Manchester City and Watford. Ooh, this one's going to be... Uh, a blowout. Um, City got there. Really? And yeah, it's. You don't think so? I think three zero. No, okay. I'm I'm going more. I think City are going to write off their Champions League result midweek, and uh, really just humiliate Watford. But I really impressive that um, Kike Sanchez is that his name, right? Kike Sanchez. No, Kike Flores. Gaffa, yeah, 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 former manager, now current manager. Yeah, I really impressive yeah. to get uh, a point, even if it, even if it was at home, but it was against Arsenal. So really, really mm. impressive. Okay, kind of. Okay, if you don't like, I'm just saying. I'm not saying about how they got it. I'm just saying they got a point. There was just purely the result on paper. Yeah, yeah I can agree with that. But, but like I, Arsenal threw that away. They entirely did. threw that away for sure. But you know, being down two, I was not. Very. Um, oh yeah, no, I get it. On, yeah. on paper, they were uh, they, they deserved the point. It's just unfortunate that their next team they have to face is Manchester City. So I'm going to go five one. Thanks. Yeah, I'm sticking with three out. Okay. Newcastle and Brighton finishes us off. Twelve uh, thirty p.m. Eastern kickoff. Newcastle at home. Uh, probably one of the worst matchups this weekend. Uh, if I'm just being honest, but. I will go Newcastle, get a win, Scott. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I would like to agree. Um, I think this smells of a nil-nil, though. That's disgusting, and I would like to quickly move on if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, we will leave. Well, actually, it makes sense to leave, of course, because at the top of your favorites on ESPN, it shows – of course, your favorites, and that's Liverpool, and they are not the first game. However, that is the first game that shows up. So, uh, we will scroll down to the 9 a.m. games and start with Crystal Palace and, and Wolves. Tottenham put Palace back in their place and where they're supposed to be because they were fourth place heading into match week five. Um, probably got put back into reality a little bit. However, Scott, is this another opportunity to take advantage of struggling Wolves? Yeah, I honestly see this one as a draw, too. I'm thinking like a 1-1 for, for Palace Wolves. Um, Wolves definitely need a win just due to their Premier League form, the, the absolute walloping away to Chelsea last week. And then uh, on top of that, a loss in the Europa League yeah. midweek. They're going to want a little momentum boost, a little uh, morale boost. But um, unfortunately, I don't think they get it. I think Palace are oddly able to capitalize off a weirdly good start. And uh, it's a point. It is, it is at Selhurst, and some teams do uh, have more trouble than others. Uh, Wolverhampton are one of only two Premier League sides to not have a win on their resume, that other team being Watford. Um, West Ham United hosting Manchester United. I think this is one of the better matchups of the weekend just because of uh, 
what West Ham have to offer and obviously headlines surrounding Manchester United of, you know, the past weeks of penalty takers and, and such of that um, nature. But I think that West Ham will do well, but I don't think they can get three points. So I'm going to go a 2-2 draw. Uh, I'm saying 2-1 United here. I'm assuming you mean Manchester United. Yeah, 2-1 Man United. Okay. Well, West Ham aren't really referred to as United, so I apologize if anyone was confused. But yeah, overwhelmingly Man United. Okay. Uh, what did you think of their Europa League performance? I Pretty uh, disheartening. Well, uh, if you're a United fan. I mean, under underwhelming, but at the same time, something to build off. And I don't think that they can just like throw it away and pretend like they... Uh, were terrible, nor do I think that they can pretend that they were incredible. So I think Ollie, Ollie obviously got a little bit of faith repayment from a player like Mason Greenwood finding the back of the net, but it, it took them a little while and probably made their fans a little bit nervous. But, uh, excuse me, honestly, Parker, I think the most, this is going to be a very painful sentence to say, but part of, not all of it, but part of this Man United team makes me reminisce to early Jurgen days. Sure. I mean, dude, I think it's foolish to say otherwise, right? He's a manager who galvanizes his team. His players really enjoy him. He's somebody who believes in both the youth and the present version of United. He's somebody who is clearly trying to take United back up another notch in terms of man management. It just, I think a lot of what Ollie has done very, very early on can be pointed to the Frank Lampards of the world. And obviously what I just said from a Jurgen Klopp standpoint, but um, I'm not saying he's Klopp. I'm not saying that United are going to end up European champions in a few years because they absolutely are not. But um, early Klopp, a Liverpool team that struggled, that probably took a little bit too long to get it over the line, even against, you know, what you would consider to be minnow teams in Europe. I think the real question is, can Ali replicate Jurgen's success in the Europa League? Not in terms of winning it all, because that would be nice if they could, but uh, obviously Jurgen Klopp went Europa League final champions, league final champions, league winners. It's a big task. Not going to happen for United, but if he can get them to your Europa League final this year, it's a massive achievement. Yeah, I no, I, I definitely see where you're coming from and, and what your thought process is. Excuse me, and I do agree on that. Yeah, I think it would be a success even if they finished like fifth, maybe not, definitely not sixth. I think fifth is like the 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 peak, and then if they do make it to the Europa League final and even win it, obviously that's that's a success for them. But again, of course, they have to focus on match week six of the Premier League. Um, and you said they would win. I said they would draw. Um, we will go to our first of two 11.30 a.m. Eastern games of Arsenal hosting Aston Villa. Pretty underwhelming performance from Villa, um, as fans would tell you. Of course, after the West Ham game, not getting all three points, which they definitely, definitely should have. Uh, And, of course, Arsenal getting a good Europa League result um, to kind of hopefully boost their confidence after their their meltdown, you could say, against Watford. I think Arsenal get all three points, Scott, here, um, especially being at the Emirates. Yeah, I'm in full agreement. I don't think that Arsenal's Europa League result on Thursday was super encouraging. Uh, it obviously ended up being 
much different on the score sheet than it was on the field mm-hmm. eventually. Um, but yeah, they, they should have put that game to bed a lot earlier than they did. Um, yeah, I'm going to go two out. Okay. Uh, and then of course we will end off. Uh, let me see if there is a Monday game. I don't believe there is. There is not. So the final game of the Premier League weekend of match week six is Chelsea hosting Liverpool. Um, both teams falling short in their respective Champions League games midweek. Um, Scott, what's one thing, if you could get inside of Jurgen Klopp's mind, that you think he told his team after that game heading into Chelsea? Um, I mean, I think for Jurgen, it was... They know that the Napoli result's disappointing. Everybody touched on it. They know that it probably wasn't up to their standards. But at the same time, this isn't the end of the world. I mean, I think that... It got blown out of proportion, A, because it's Liverpool and they're the holders of the Champions League, but also B, because Virgil van Dijk made a mistake, got to put it out there, and VAR got involved and awarded Napoli a very errant penalty that they would have quite literally never otherwise earned. So, And I should say, it is it was Liverpool's first loss of the season. Yeah, I mean, listen, I just I don't think it's as big of a deal as people want to make it to be, and I think... Honestly, that's like my favorite part about this Liverpool side in particular and with Jurgen Klopp in charge is he has made it very clear to his team that outside voices, outside opinions just don't matter. They just, they truly don't. And, um, you know, case in point, Robbo having to leave his Twitter temporarily earlier this week just to get a little bit of respite. I mean, you just got to block out that that white noise. Um, True or false, good or bad, it's just, it's not worth your time. So, I think Jurgen's got them locked in. At the same time, Jurgen Klopp's record against the top six away from home was brought up in the press conference, and let's just say it's not fantastic. So, um, if Liverpool are able to get a win at the Bridge, it would do a lot for for both coach and players. Obviously, this same matchup last season ended with a one-one draw. Daniel Sturridge, of all people, Scott getting well. Weird game too. Weird game because you remember at this point last season, Liverpool had just lost to Chelsea in the Carabao Mm -hmm. Cup. Yep. Um, on that incredible Eden Hazard goal. Yeah. They should have lost the league game, if not for Daniel Sturridge's late heroics, which we'll never be able to repay him for, uh, Premier League title or not. But, yeah, I mean, this is a different point for Liverpool. This is a different season. This is a different group entirely. So, uh, Ram Brewster bags a 93rd-minute winner. I hope you're serious, because that would be f- fantastic. Oh, I wish I could be serious. And In reality, I think Liverpool put it away much earlier than that. So I think I could be wrong, Scott, but I want to say Liverpool's last win at the bridge was when Benteke scored. I believe it was under Jurgen Klopp, and it was his first season in charge when we got away wins over Manchester City and Chelsea. And Coutinho scored two, I think, maybe one, where he like cut John, John Terry in half. I don't remember that much, I'll be quite honest, but I do remember that we beat Chelsea and City, I believe both of them, 3-1. Let's just say it's been four seasons. It's been enough. So, um, hopefully time for some change. Let's actually talk about what a surprise impact Tammy Abraham and Mason Mount Scott both have impacted or made for Lampard's side this season. Absolutely unbelievable. Surprise is a little disrespectful though, isn't it? Well, you always worry about about strikers who score a lot in the in in a you know a league that is lower. 
than the Premier League. And I honestly, I thought Giroud was still going to be their main striker. I mean, seven goals in five games from Tammy Abraham. Yeah, he's definitely overperforming. I can agree with you on that one. But at the same time, like, hello, Timu Puki. Yeah, but he's a different beast. I don't think that's true at all. I think Tammy Abraham's an incredibly gifted goal scorer. I never said I that. that. He'll score against Liverpool. I do too. Probably not here though. So um, I will go with a. Whew, um, I'll say two two while you're here. Yeah, I was gonna say one one. I just, I don't think either side will be will be. Going home with three points. Well, Chelsea are already home, but I don't think the Reds will be going home with three points, unfortunately. Um, but one, one or Prove two, two. What do you say? Prove us wrong. I hope so. Uh, that would be six straight wins in this Premier League campaign. Obviously, only having six games and would extend the club's record. Yes, it would, Scott. Yes, it would. Um, and I believe match Manchester City for second all time in the English top flight. That makes me somewhat happy. Um, yeah. Anything else of course, you want to? Still have a ways to go to get to City's first record. Well, that's true. That's okay. Any other things you would like to touch on before we wrap this up? Uh, Champions League and Europa League are back, which I think is very exciting. Um, I have plenty of really interesting games in, in both. Uh, PSG three zero over Madrid was probably the the highlight of the entire mm-hmm. occasion. But um, yeah, I mean, it's good to get the midweek. European soccer back. Yeah, I would agree. Um, we started with this. We'll end with this. Scott Birmingham hosting Indy Eleven about an hour and twenty minutes away from uh, from kickoff, and then I already know what you're going to ask. Oh, I'm not asking anything. I'm just telling people. Oh, you're not. Okay, all right. All yeah. Right. Uh, and then nine thirty. There's one game. New Mexico United uh, host Reno, and then at ten thirty, LA Galaxy two and San Antonio. We'll face off, and then Portland Timbers 2 and Tacoma Defiance also at 10.30. So pick your poison. Some games tonight to watch in the USL Championship and, of course, Premier League and other leagues around the world to enjoy over the weekend. Um, I've been myself. Scott, thanks for coming on, of course, once again. And uh, we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Um, Twitter links will be down below in the description. Let us know your thoughts on everything we discussed today, and we will see you back sometime next week for Episode 193 of the Reds.